<laughs> What's that laugh for? Welcome to the Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex podcast. Love the morning. I like to listen to in the morning. Mornings in Halifax. On 101.3 Virgin Radio. You know when the doorbell rings or somebody knocks on the door, you're instantly running and hiding? like Yes. <laughs> peeking out the window. Who that? Who that? <laughs> Silent, <laughs> silently, you're saying who that? Because uh, you just don't want to talk to people, right? Of course. I came across this story I want to share with you of a regular guy, and this is how he's going to keep people off his property. The headline says a man posted a list. A list of people banned from his property that include Oprah, the Saved by the Bell cast, and the Supreme Court. As if they're trying to come over. 400 <laughs> people are on this list that include neighbors as well and a lot of celebrities that he just banned them all from his property. Why? <laughs> Oprah ain't allowed to... And I don't even know who this dude is. I think he's just some regular dude. Uh, I mean. Oprah not allowed there. Dr. Phil can't come to his property. <laughs> Beyonce, the Kardashians... Imagine being like the person delivering like the Amazon package. Am I allowed to be here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. it's like, my, my name's Travis. Uh, <laughs> any Travis on there? Guaranteed. Billy Ray Cyrus, he can't come what? there. Jimmy Fallon's doing? not allowed. Jimmy Kimmel. This I just find absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah, where I are wonder, those people like, going to go? As a person being told you're not allowed on the property, do you get like a letter sent to you saying, by the way, Joe Blow down the street says he can't come to his house. I just think that when you walk up to the door or the gate or whatever to get to the property, you just got to check the list to make sure you're allowed in. <laughs> yeah. Hillary and Bill Clinton can't come. <laughs> <laughs> and Monica Lewinsky, you banned too. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump ain't allowed there. Ivanka, Donald you're Jr. You're just making people up now. He really put all these random people on the list. 400 people are on the <laughs> list. You know what? I'd be pretty flattered, though, if I was a neighbor, just like yeah. Turk stage. You know what I mean? Turk stage amongst Hillary Swank and Elizabeth Banks and <laughs> Floyd, Swank. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, none of them are allowed. But that'd be pretty, I'd be like, yo, people, check it out. Floyd's not allowed there. Monica Lewinsky, Donald Trump and Turk stage. Look at that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, got a couple of gooders here. I forgot these ones. Marshall Mathers, Eminem. He's not allowed yeah. there. Sandra Bullock can't come. And Samuel L. Jackson. Hey, I didn't even know that motherfucker. Virgin Mornings. You're listening to the Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex podcast. And hear them live weekday mornings on 101.3 Virgin Radio. All right, so how often are you washing your pillowcases? It definitely could be a hassle. I can tell you this. If it were up to me, I don't know. I don't know when I'd get to washing the pillowcase or even the bedding. But, you know, my, my fiance, Leslie, she's very on it. And she, she enjoys a clean bed. So she's doing it probably once a week, I'd say. It's a nice feeling. And so you just get to be like, oh, sweet, reap the rewards of somebody that likes to do it every week. <laughs> I get to be one That's of those awesome. people who sit there and say, and I, you know, I'll take credit. Like people, they'll be like, how often? If this question was asked to me, Turk, how often do you wash your pillowcases? Once a week. That's how Get I out. Say. Leslie does it once a week. Yeah, but I, I live there, so I get to reap I those know. benefits. So I get to say once a week. They're Alex, wa who washes <laughs> it? You or Polly? Your it depends, but it's usually Polly. Gosh, you guys. I do a lot of the kitchen work. That's the same here. I mean, in our household, Leslie, she likes to take control of the laundry. And then I have to take control of, like, the vacuuming and stuff like that, right? So we all, we all have our own, like, individual chores. Some people have, some people have their chores they like. It's true that they prefer. And I'm the vacuum choice. guy. Like, I vacuum the whole <laughs> house. Like, she told me today, I swear, when I come home from today or when I come home from work today, 
I'm supposed to vacuum the house and she's going to do the bedding and everything. I swear, I'm not even making that up. This is not, uh, this is just coincidental that we're talking about this today, but that's the chores for today. I got a vacuum. She's going to do the laundry. I have to do the floors today too. So I'll think about you doing your floors. You think about me doing my floors. Yeah, but make sure you throw your bedding in there too. Okay. I'm not doing my bedding today. It's not on my list. So are you like a once a week, once every two weeks, or are you a once a month person? Just so you know, you're supposed to be washing your pillowcases and your bedding once a week. They absorb <laughs> a lot of dirt, a lot of dead skin, and a lot of oil. So yeah, once a happening. week is what you're supposed to do. But they say if you're not going to be able to do once a week, at least once every other week. So Alex, you're you're pretty on par. You're doing you're doing pretty good, bud. That's Megan, pretty you're a good. bit off there. Yeah, um, but you I are. Figured. There is a big percentage of people who do it like you once a month. Yeah. Probably more or less. And it, and then that depends too, though, right? Like, you know, if my cat pukes on my bed or something in the middle of the night, yeah. I got to do it. <laughs> there, there, there's certain variables that would make me have to do it sooner. But. Sometimes she just puts <laughs> like a sheet of newspaper over the throw. No. <laughs> this is good for another week at least. <laughs> or it's like you're single, so you live by yourself. So you're like, yeah. what what corner did the, the cat puke on? Can I, can I avoid that corner for a couple of weeks or not? No, I move around too much. Um, They did find in the same survey, women are more likely to wash their pillowcases or the bedding far more often than men. So, men, we got to step that game up. And then they also found out that people under the age of 25 have probably been sleeping on pillowcases that haven't been washed in a long time. And we're talking about like a year or more. (laughs) Virgin Mornings with Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex. The podcast. Listen live weekday mornings on 101.3 Virgin Radio. Okay, so I came across this story in Ireland. I just felt like we had to talk about it, but there's this like mattress store in Ireland. They're discriminating against bra money now. What? And they We've publicly, heard about bra money before. Oh, yeah, they publicly put up a sign, though, saying no bra money. So I guess in Europe mm-hmm. right now, they got a big heat wave going on, and they don't want any sweaty money coming out of a bra. <laughs> like, okay, what about people's socks and junk? So they put up a sign and it says, no bra money. And again, this is like a mattress store. And it says, due to the increasing temperatures. Uh, How much bra money is a mattress store getting? Like, I'm picturing like maybe at a bar or something. Yeah, is it not <laughs> a, a complete store. joke? It's like coming up, uh, they're coming up five <laughs> bucks store. Hang on, uh, let me check the left, right. Oh, there, there we go, five bucks, boom. <laughs> like, because I've definitely put money in my bra, like on a night out or something like that. I'm not going into the I don't even think the question store. is, like, why are they discriminating against it? Or how much bra money is coming out and where you're spending bra money. But I think the bigger question here is how do you know it's bra money if you don't see it come out of the bra? Of course. Well, exactly. You wouldn't. Like, I'm sure it might be a little damp or a little wrinkled up. But, like, how can you sit there and go, nope, this is bra money. I know it. And then turn the customer down. (laughs) Here's a question for you to think about. How many days could you survive in the wilderness if you were lost? Two. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty, Alex. Gosh, not a clue. Zero days. <laughs> yeah, right. If you're starting without a clue, zero days. Zero. No, the second she lost cellular service, she was done. Yeah, a okay. few minutes or so. I can't get. I can't take a selfie right now. What the hell? Damn. Hey, what do you think, <laughs> Mister Woodsman? I, I You'd think, say forever. I truly think I could. I'm not saying that I would love it, but I'm saying yeah. If I got lost out there, I think mm. I would survive until a I was found or. Or if I had to be marooned on an island forever, then I, I think lost I was... Lost out there with nothing, right? Because you're lost. You didn't plan to go out. You're lost. You don't have any stuff. Yeah, I think uh, I think I, I know how to create shelter. I know how to create fire. Uh, so really, at the end of the day, as long as you can get food and you can create heat and shelter, uh, you should be able to... You should be able to survive. You need water, of course, too. 
But like, yeah, as long as you can get those things, I think you should be able to survive. See, the thing is, is when you get lost, a lot of people try to keep traveling. You can get turned around real quick out there. Mm-hmm. It's actually more important to just stay put. The more you travel, the more deeper you can get lost. And then the more like danger you can come upon. It's most important to just stay put. And hopefully they find you at one point. So You don't have to tell me twice. I'd be doing that. I want everyone to think. <laughs> Alex is like, this is a nice tree. I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> um, I want you to think about that. How many days in the, in the wilderness could you survive in the wild if you got lost? This is the Virgin Mornings Podcast with Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex. Also heard live on 101.3 Virgin Radio. Okay, so it's got to be like the stupidest survey question I've come across in a while. Uh, it's about the Olympics, and that's on right now. And I think uh, at this given point, the U.S. is leading with overall medals. But there is a three-way tie as far as the golds go between the United States, China, and Japan. Um, but the U.S. with 22 medals in total. Mm-hmm. Canada, seven medals in total. Mm-hmm. One gold. Let's bring back a couple of more of those golds. We'll get there. Um, but anyways, this was the question that I came across and was saying, like, if you couldn't win the gold, like if you if you were in the Olympics as an individual and you couldn't win the gold, would you rather the silver or the bronze? Does the bronze look more metal? Well, <laughs> I don't even like I mean, I'm assuming the reason they asked this question was because of the old Jerry Seinfeld joke here. Take a listen to Jerry Seinfeld. I think if I was an Olympic athlete, I would rather come in last than win the silver. If you think about it, you know, you win the gold, you feel good. You win the bronze, you think, well, at least I got something. But you win that silver, that's like, congratulations, you almost won. <laughs> of all the- Overwhelmingly, nobody agreed with Jerry Seinfeld. Everybody said they'd rather take <laughs> yeah, the silver. Yeah, same. So I was like, I don't even know how to bring this question up. Like, is anybody listening right now going to say they'd rather take a bronze medal over a silver? <laughs> anybody? Why? Why would you, right? Exactly. Yeah. Virgin Radio, welcome to the show. What do you think? You win a bronze, you lose to get the silver. Enough said right there. Just in competitive sports, like we're talking competitive here, not fun and, you know, competitive sports, you play to win. So when you're winning that gold, yes. But that silver leaves a real bitter taste in your mouth. But that bronze is like, man, we did something. Like Canada's so... But couldn't the bronze even be like, oh, I lost the silver. I lost the gold. I got the bronze. The silver was never in play in certain sports. But I don't want to discredit anybody out there who has a silver medal and is very proud of it. You should be proud of that accomplishment. My mentality is I'm such a, a competitor. I always want to win. So when I don't get that gold, I'm devastated because, you know, it's not seen as a, you know, like, look at those poor guys at the world juniors and stuff that are crying because they lost the gold medal. You don't really, you know, you you put on a brave face and stuff like that. But a lot of people's dreams are crushed when they get that silver medal. Yeah. You know, uh, some people are a little bit more competitive than others and it's all good. Everyone has the right to actually compete the way they would want. So you personally Absolutely. would take uh, you would take a bronze medal. You would prefer the bronze over the silver, but you want the gold. I want the gold like so bad I can taste it. But like the bronze is, uh, I've won a few bronze, and the celebration is just as sweet. But I want to make sure that any young kid out there who's listening to this who has a silver medal, you're not a loser or anything like that. You have a silver medal that other people don't have, and you got to keep that. Me, it's just my competitive nature. So that's my opinion. You don't have to think that way when you're a young athlete. I, I want them to be like proud and happy. 
having fun out there. You're listening to the Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex podcast. And hear them live weekday mornings on 101.3 Virgin Radio. Brand new name coming to baseball. Not a brand new team, but a brand new name. Cleveland Indians. They have been called that for 106 years. Long time. Wow. Legendary team, um, but they're no longer going to be called the Cleveland Indians. Tom Hanks actually put together a promo. It's like a two-minute promo, so I can only play you the last clip. I'm going to play the part where he actually tells you now the new name of the team. Nice. Together we stand with all who understand what it means to be born and built from the land. Because this is a city we love and the game we believe in. And together, we are all Cleveland Guardians. A much better name. So a lot of people think it's, uh, well, on the internet, they're making jokes like it's from Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're like, you got to get Groot or whatever, Root or whatever. <laughs> is, it, is it Groot? Groot, Groot. right? Yeah, yeah, Groot needs to be the mascot. But uh, they're actually called the Guardians, named after the Cleveland Bridge. There's uh, I guess there's a Cleveland Bridge with statues, and it's called Guardians of Traffic, so they're kind of named after that. So they're Cleveland, the Cleveland Guardians now. Yeah. Right on. All right, now we're going to go through this list right now. It's actors who turned down major movie roles for various reasons. Minutes ago, if you missed it, Liam Neeson, he turned down being James Bond, which is a big movie, and he turned it down because his wife said she wouldn't marry him if he took it. <laughs> it doesn't say why, though. Curious to know, well, that's it. Just curious yeah. to know if they're still married. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like regrets. <laughs> they divorced yeah. like six months later. Ah, it could have been James Bond. <laughs> and why wouldn't you want to marry James Bond? You know Yo, what I mean? right? <laughs> but you know what, dude? To be fair, I feel like James Bond ruined... Um, what's his name? Uh, well, Daniel Craig? Nope. The other guy. The Golden Frost. Guys, I've Pierce. never seen any James Bond movies, but they're all pretty attractive. But anyways. I feel like it ruined Pierce Brosnan's career because he just became James Bond. Typecast. That's right. And I'm pretty sure I actually heard him say that in an interview once. Uh, let's go down the list right now. Drew Barrymore. She turned down the role of Sidney Prescott in Scream. Drew oh. Barrymore didn't. Oh, wait. Oh, oh. oh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Will Smith turned down the role in uh, Django Unchained. He just couldn't see eye to eye with Quentin Tarantino's creative vision of that movie. Yeah. He also would have turned down the role of Neo in The Matrix, and I feel like a lot of us know that one. Um, he turned that one down because he didn't want to be typecast as the alien guy, you know, alien movie oh, guy. He's been in a lot of alien movies. <laughs> um, Sandra Bullock, she also turned down the role of Neo in The Matrix, so they were actually going to switch the character to a female just for Sandra Bullock, but she didn't want to do it. Pretty she flattering. Did. They were just gonna re like make it for her. Yeah, she said yeah. no. Zac Efron turned down the role of Ren in Footloose. I never watched Footloose. Yeah, I've never seen it either. You never seen Footloose? I know. No. Oh I my know. god, it's a classic. Love that one with Kevin Bacon. Uh, that that's the one I like. Kevin I know Bacon. they made they made like a couple of reboots or something like that. But uh, Zac Efron ended up turning down the role because he wanted to do something slightly different because he had just got done filming High School Musical. So Footloose was just a little bit too close, I guess. I don't follow a lot of celebrities online, but I loved. I like to follow Kevin Bacon. Oh, going back. <laughs> He's to great. Will, I want to go back to Will Smith when he turned on, down the role in The Matrix. He actually went to do Wild Wild West, which kind of flopped. Oh. Mm. And the last one here, Clara Danes actually turned down the role of uh, Rose in Titanic. Wow. Ouch. I guess she didn't have it in her to do another romantic movie with Leo DiCaprio after she did Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I love that Romeo and Juliet movie. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Great cast. All right, let's play a little game called Who Has More Money? 
<laughs> I love games. <laughs> of who I lose. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a game of you and Alex playing each other or anything like that. We will not reveal your bank statements. <laughs> Keith Richards or Ellen DeGeneres? What Ellen DeGeneres? Unless this is just a joke, and you're going to be like, <laughs> Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Is he doing as much as Ellen's been doing he lately? He still gets radio royalties. True, but like Ellen's all Megan, over the place. When what? it comes to Ellen DeGeneres, you're wrong. I knew, <laughs> I knew it because it seemed like the less obvious. It was too obvious. Keith Richards has 340 million. Ellen DeGeneres, 330 million. What I mean, the doing? Rolling Stones are one of the biggest bands of all time. I know, but Ellen I DeGeneres has only been big for like what, fifteen years? All right, here we go. Who has more money, Gene Simmons or Doctor Phil? Gene Simmons. Yeah, I want to say Doctor Phil, but I'm going to be wrong. Alex. Uh, Doctor Phil has four hundred and sixty million. Gene Simmons four hundred million. And they have like tons of Kiss merchandise. <laughs> Who has more money, Angus Young? Or Drew Barrymore. Who's Angus Young? ACDC. I'm going to go with Angus Young. That's correct. $160 million to Drew Barrymore's $125 million, which actually I didn't know Drew Barrymore had that much. She has her own show now. That's impressive. Who has more money, Meatloaf or Jerry Springer? Jerry Springer. Springer. (laughs) I feel like he was more (laughs) responsible with his money, maybe. Jerry Springer for $60 million. Meatloaf has $40 million. So not bad at all. The Beatles combined net worth or Oprah? Oprah. Beatles combined net worth. Just by a bit, 2.75 billion for the Beatles. Oprah, 2.7 billion. Whoa. Get your fix of Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex weekdays 530 to 10 on Virgin Radio. And follow the podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.